coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage. This is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. I forgot that I say my name. I mean, you don't have to. Sometimes you say it, We could let it. We could let it linger. I think I want you to say my name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like saying it. I don't like it. Um, man, we have a lot to talk about. I've been playing so much Pokemon. <laughs> That's what we're here to discuss today. I gotta say, man. Pokemon Arceus. Is it a top five Pokemon game? It's like a, it's one of my favorite games ever, dude. I love this game. Like, I love it, man. It's so good. I'll make but, my judgment. I, I will start my game today. I'm looking forward to it. Tonight, when I get home from the gym, I will be partaking. I don't know if you follow video games close, but like Elden nope. Elden Ring came out. Oh my god. I watched the video from that game. That game looks fun. I want to get it. But and I wanna that get... game is not a game I normally play. But I've been holding off getting the new systems. Like, I want to get an Xbox. I know I want to get an Xbox. Then I kind of want both. But I don't Your... have the money for that right now, and there's other things I want. Your birthday's coming up. But, I have so, but I'm so happy with this Nintendo when I found out the new Pokemon games coming out at the end of the year. I'm like, there's really no... I can... There's going to be a few other games I'll get. I have my... I still have my PlayStation. Like, I'm like, how long can I hold off getting the new system? Oh, it's so weird. eventually like, the price is going to drop on those to a point where I'll be like, okay, I'll get it. I, I don't think they're going to drop that. I think it's going to be at least another full year before prices start dropping on those. But if I play this Pokemon game... I mean, I just got Typhlosion up to uh, level 100. But I plan to do a lot more. Like, there's still more I have to do in this game. It's going to take me a while. If I play this for another month or two... Usually I play Pokemon, I play video games in the winter. I stop playing as much in the summer. I have more work to do right now. What oh. a terrible floor to drop the, a phone oh, no. on. Um... From what I can see, I don't believe it is cracked no, in any way. My case is sturdy. Um, dude, I might not. I might. I might not have to. If I can get to that Pokemon game without buying them, I think you should get a new system. Hey, devil's advocate. But I'm. It's weird. Like I'm still. I'm not a video game guy. My junior year of high school, or no, not my junior year, my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I was obsessed with Call of Duty. It's like all I did. Never was able to get into it like I did then. I'm still, I still want to. Like, I still want a Call of Duty game that, the multiplayer. I don't give a fuck about Warzone. I think Warzone is shit. I don't like it. It's not for me. I want multiplayer. I want to die. I want to respawn. Go back in. Shoot. They have not given, and I've, I haven't bought every Call of Duty, but I've bought most of them. I didn't buy this past year, I didn't buy a few years ago. But like, I'm looking for the one that, that hits me in the spot, and they don't do that anymore. So maybe I need to change my, my scope of what games I need to play. Yeah, maybe. You gotta find something else. Because that, it ain't doing it. Well, all I could say about that is Elder 
Elden Ring looks like it'd be a tough one to jump into and just like... You know, I, I, believe me, I will not be jumping into that <laughs> game. But I did watch a video and I was like, well, that looks fun. Although people are saying it's the easiest of these of the Scrolls games because it's technically... not. Well, not, I guess technically it's not a Scrolls game, but it's of the family of those games. And like... It's, it's only on the new a, consoles? I think so. I'm assuming you could probably get it for a... A PS4. No way. What PlayStation is out right now? It's a PS5, right? Yeah. What do you have? A PS4. A PS4. Yeah, you, I bet it's no on way. PS4. And there's no way it runs well. Yeah, I, it's probably not good. People can't run it on PC. They play... What's that game that came out? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. That ran but on that was PS4. already like a year ago. And that game was like one of the last big titles to come out on the PS4. What, PS4 a, fa- what a failure Cyberpunk was, huh? Yeah, it really was. But this game had that kind of hype, and it actually is... Really impressive. You know what? I don't. Really impressive. Video games might be worse than movies in the sense of like, if there's a lot of hype around it, it's probably gonna suck. A lot of the time, it does suck. No Man's Sky. That game has actually survived a long time. That's a good game now. That, no, it's trash. No, it's not. I I bought it again. I bought it twice. I played it a lot. It's good. Ugh. It's fun. Ugh. I didn't enjoy it. It's okay. Which makes me scared for this Pokemon game because I feel like it's very similar. No structure. No structure. But no structure is something I do like in video games. I like structure. I like clear, defined objectives. Well, I mean, this gives... I like when it gives you missions. Like, it gives you things that you have to do. I'm a big mission guy. But then it just lets you do them whenever you want and in whatever order you want. And then it does leave you a little bit of creativity in how you solve what it's asking you to do. Yeah. There's something with my brain, I think. Like, I get anxiety when... Like... Like Grand Theft Auto, but yeah, I like Grand Theft Auto. I love GTA Five, but my biggest problem with GTA Five is like what made it so good, which is like you have three characters that you're changing between. I didn't like that because I didn't like feeling like I played anything out of order. I am a big time play things in order. No, it needs to so go I the. Don't like that. That's how I like it. I like the order is whatever. See, because like the reason why I love Skyrim. Wait. The last game I played that I played for a while and really liked was the remake of Tony Hawk. I played the shit out of that game. Yeah, but I guess you just go down, collect your skate, done. Yep. Like playing it in order. I try to find the most efficient route for the map, go to the next map. I like. Like, my favorite game, one of my favorite games is Skyrim yeah. because you just. You could start the game and then go in any direction you want and. S- Write your own story. Don't That's like what that. I want to do. I Whatever. don't want to write my own story. I, wanna... I want you to write me a story, and I will play a part in that story. But, that, but that's what you're doing. There's a story there, mm-hmm. and your part is as big as you... Especially in Skyrim, it could be as big or as little as, as you want it to be. But I think, you, I think you're confusing two different things, because both in Skyrim and in this Pokemon game, the overall objective is abundantly clear and obvious, and you can just do that, and in doing that, you'll do other things that you're supposed to be doing. And that is, in this game, just catch as many Pokemon as you can. Go have fun with it. Go run out there. You see a Pokemon you want to catch? Throw a Pokeball at it. Need more Pokeballs? Well, you gotta go make your own Pokeballs. Okay, how do you make your own Pokeballs? And then you just go and start doing it. You know what I mean? But, like, you. How many... Like, you're gonna catch multiple of the same Pokemon. Yeah. For me, that, that feels like a time waste. Like, I'm trying to get... One of everything. I don't that's, need multiples. But that's not what you're doing here. 
because in this game, you are like the first really good person at catching Pokemon. No one's ever really been able to do it yet. And now you came along, you've been sent literally by God to show humanity how to catch Pokemon. So you have to catch as many as possible so that we could research and study Pokemon and learn as much about them as possible. So that in the future when we play Pokemon... That feels inhumane, by the way. It really is very unethical. We should but let the Pokemon just live. Why are we capturing to study like these Pokemon? They, like they it. don't they like it. They say they like it. You say that they no, say God they like it. No, God is a Pokemon, and he said, I'm okay with this. And we love being captured <laughs> and tortured catch, scientifically. You literally like, catch all the Pokemon in little Pokeballs. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, are they not just animals? Like, it seems no, like dude, a... they're Pokemon. They're totally different from animals. There just are no animals in this world. They're only Pokemon. And I don't we, know. And they eat... And they feel farm. They feel these Pokemon. Um, but it, no, but honestly, dude, the game is what you make of it. So you might not, you might end up feeling that way. Like you only catch, you're like, I don't want to catch 30 of them, but it is fun to just like crawl around in the grass. Can I, can I sneak up on a Pokemon, catch it, throw it from behind? Can I hit him from this far? That's what I like about the game. Yeah. Like, I'm just sniping Pokemon from, like... And then if I go back to the professor... Because remember when you would go play Pokemon Snap and you would travel down the linear path yes. and you would take a lot of pictures? Well, if they took you off the rails and they replaced the camera with Pokeballs and they were like, you gotta go catch... Go catch all the Pokemon And then we're gonna the score how you did when you come back to me and then you can come back whenever you want with as many Pokemon as you want. I came back with 40 Pokemon and got, like, 25... 25 no I think I got like 50 grand in cash and I was like holy fucking shit that was awesome I was, I'm rich and it's hard to go out there and catch that many and you, so you want to go out and see if you can catch more the next time And but that's just me challenging myself that's not the game holding my hand and telling me to do that but then maybe so there are a lot of people who aren't as into this game as I am I understand why that is but I like I kind of I think I'm the target though thank you Pokemon for sending me this game and if and if Pokemon Red and Blue is this, but in the present day with Violet battles, and Scarlet, what did I say? Red and Blue. Yeah. If Violet and Scarlet are this, but in the in this, which it looks like it kind of is. But you're gonna have a gym battle. You're gonna try to get badges. I am going to dominate the shit out of that game. And if there's a competitive circuit, I swear to God, whatever. I've never been competitive in online Pokemon, but I'm gonna come for those asses. I still don't I'm understand why you now. why you haven't decided to be a streamer. I think it's a, a huge miss in your because target audience. I feel like I'm I don't have the internet capability to do it. You like, don't, I don't set up like, a camera. The, yeah, like I don't know how to do all that stuff. I can't imagine. First of all, <laughs> go on YouTube and search how to stream <laughs> content, and there's gonna be thirty thousand videos that are like how to be a streamer in two seconds it's for like free. Twelve year old kid. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like hey guys uh. Today, I'm going to teach you how to be a Twitch streamer. Okay, first thing you're going to do is you're going to make a Twitch account. Do you have a, do you have a webcam? <laughs> like, that's it. And you're like, well, I don't know. Because I want, for what I would want it to be, though. What do you want it to be? Like, I want to have... I you want to have a nice template on the screen? You probably have a video that shows you how to do that, too. Not hard. Webcams are so cheap. You can buy a $30 <laughs> webcam. 
No one even no one listen no one watches or listens to the content I have now. That's not true. In fact, I actually know there's people listening to this episode who are very curious about what's going people wanna know what's going on in the world. It's good that we start with Pokemon. And we're telling them nothing. Listen. Do we wanna tell them? Do you wanna know? Do you care? Why do you care now? <coughs> well, Why do you care now? No, listen, here's the thing. I had a conversation the other night. I won't name names with who I was having conversations. I was trying to choose my words so carefully. I don't want to talk too much about this stuff. Because now we're at the point where there's nothing anyone can tell you or say that is going to be correct. Even if it looks like they're going to be right. Or they were right. Or something they said panned out. That's not right. Because what's happening now is all just wrong. When you enter the territory of war... You lose moral high ground or... So anyway, U.S. foreign policy... Well, I did see a meme that was like... Or maybe it wasn't a meme, it was just like a thing, but it was like... It's very easy to be anti-war ten years after the fact. Yes. Be anti-war now. Yes. And not just anti-war to be on... Like, yes, be anti-war in principle, which I feel like we all should be. At all times. And when we're not, and when we propagandize and war posture, it leads to these situations. But it's more the jingoistic attitude towards Russia that has existed in this yes. culture for six years. Correct. It's so idiotic. And it was so... I was infuriated by it for so long, and then I forgot how angry it made me. Well, it was until, very transparent. Until, until it starts back up, dude. Like, do you understand your the boogeyman in your closet isn't real? Well, I do think... Do you understand the monster on your bed isn't real? Do you understand the red army in Russia is nothing? Well, I think what we Sorry. should do... Sorry. This is why I don't want to talk about it. No, seriously. But what I think we should do is we don't have to talk about it like that. Do you know the Pokeball is an apricorn? You understand? It's made <laughs> in a lab by a man named Professor Lavaton. What I think we should do <laughs> is very simply... Well, yes. not simply, because it's not a simple subject. But just kind of like... Alright. Maybe break it down. In as an easyable, easyable, Jesus Christ, in as an easy way to digest as possible. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So, let's start on the U.S. side of things. Yes. In painting Russia as the boogeyman during the 2015 or 2016 election. Let's start there. Well, actually, we should start just a little background. We gave it a little bit last week. Yes. This situation goes back to 2008. It goes back even further between Ukraine and Russia. It goes back to the USSR. It goes back, it goes back 30, to Yes, it goes so back to the 80s. You can't isolate the start of a conflict Correct. between Ukraine and Russia. But if you're trying to... Let's say there's a this new is, listener. Just and they want to know what's going on. But just to sum that up. Today, interestingly enough, Twitter had a little alert. And this is why I get a upset and frustrated with just the landscape that we're trying to have this conversation on the dialogue that we're trying I have had posts removed constantly for years at this point mm -hmm. for all sorts of things right the Twitter headline under Joe Biden's alert today was that Ru he was going to comment on Russia's unprovoked invasion and it's not unprovoked. Not to say it's not... It's not wasn't provoked. Not to defend Russia, but to say that our U.S. media is so 
absolutely corrupted and sick in its ability to even police itself that it can't help but just automatically simplify for you, the reader, and make sure that you know that what Russia's doing is wrong. Totally wrong. And the United States would never do anything unprovoked. And we would never invade a sovereign nation. And it's like, we are in an era of foreign policy that has been designed to create a conflict that is going to destroy the U.S. American working class. And instead of avoiding at all costs the perils that surround all the many things that have happened in the last four to six years, we have stepped on every single goddamn rake and landmine that have been planted for us. And now we're in a position of absolute weakness and we're at each other's throats over a situation that we have no control over and we can't even begin to comprehend because none of us even have the goddamn common sense to realize that our media is full of corrupt liars, criminals, idiots, and fucking college interns who couldn't know their ass from their elbow if a nuclear war depended on it and guess fucking what it does. So I'm sick and tired of it. I hope there are people listening to this. I don't think there anyone is and I don't even know if you could because God damn it, it's going to be censored. You live in a propaganda state at the end of the world. Stare at it. We created it. That's how I feel. That's the world I live in every single day. I want to play Pokemon. There are 275 Pokemon in this game. That's a lot. I've caught 235 or so. Are we good? Did I just watch a mental breakdown live? Yes. Did I just watch a real life mental breakdown? That was impressive. Thank you. And I get that. Like, I feel all of that, but yet, I don't feel any of it, because, (laughs) no, seriously, because there's levels to this shit, right? Yes, yes, yes. There are people like you. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people like you. I follow a ton of them on Twitter, right? That I, they feel this fucking... Hopefulness that is hopeless. Yes. Where you have all of the knowledge at your fingertips. Every one of us has all of it right there. It's in front of your face. It's easy to see. We said it this morning in the car where it's like, none of this shit is a puzzle. It's very transparent. It's very out in the open. And if you just would look at it, we can all figure this out. But we can't because we have gone down this fucking rabbit hole. And I always go back to 2016. And it's been before that, for sure. But I, but it's so easy to point at 2016 and go, look at what happened, happens in a country when the media no longer does anything the right way. They don't care about fact. They don't care about truth. They don't even care about subjective opinion. They just care about narrative. They care about money and dollars and clicks. Yeah. So what happens is, over time, the younger generation, I'm 27, you're 31, the people who are younger, who are 24, 23, 22, 19, 18, 17, 16, 14, they're growing up in this landscape. They believe it. They know nothing. Mm. They know nothing. I see it every day at work. These people that they don't know. You know what? I and it's hard, it's hard to blame them. Yeah. But at the same time, 
I don't know. I I don't know what to do about it. So I am pretty good at just ignoring it. Yeah. Because guess what? I don't think it's gonna matter. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. Well, We're ultimately, going- ultimately, hopefully, in the end, it won't. Hopefully, in the end, this is resolved in a way that doesn't result in the end of the world. But it just—it's frustrating. But that's the, but those it. are the it's stakes. The, yes. But those are the yes, stakes. Yes, yes, exactly. Like when it's like a professional poker player playing at a table where, like, the tournament prize <laughs> is for ten million dollars. You have a hand that's like kind of shitty. This is, yeah, you have a kind of <laughs> shitty hand. And you're all in, and you're like, oh, like this is for ten million dollars. Not really. This hand is for. The rest of your stack, which maybe is five thousand dollars, but it's for ten million dollars. Like yes. those are the stakes we're playing with here. We are playing with if we don't if we don't tread carefully, nuclear war is what happens. Like that is where we're going. Yeah. The people that have to get us there are liars, criminals, career long politicians who've gotten us exactly where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, why do we think it's not going to go any further? Of have, course it is. Who have like really go back to sorry, but like go back yeah. to COVID when they said 15 weeks to slow the spread. The reason why the anti-vaxxers, the anti-maskers, the reason why we get so mad isn't necessarily like we don't care about the good of the people no. and we don't care about their safety. It's these people lied us, lied to us every step of the way and it's not getting better. It's not just going to get better. No. So when you keep going along with it and posting, and by the way, those me like I, my favorite memes right now are the ones that are just showcasing how upset people are getting at Ukraine. And you can go back in these people's history and, and everything. You won't see a single mention of Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya, Yemen, any of it. Any of it. Why is that? Is it because they don't care? No. It wasn't on It's because they don't know. They don't know. And so when you don't know, and you have a citizen's right, you're like shivering. It's cold. And you have a citizenry that knows nothing, doesn't have a media to learn anything from, and the only thing, the only way they can get the info they need is through social media and following people that are actual honest people, and that's impossible to find now. How can you blame anyone for where we are, except for the people at the top, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, that's Which where... Is why it's sad when this country gets further and further divided and it feels more and more like we're going to head towards some domestic strife as well, when it's not like the sides actually hate each other. No! One side hates a caricature of another, and the other side hates the people drawing the picture. It, I keep getting further and further alienated. Like, it started... With me going from like, I'm a Democrat. I'm in this big party. Well, now I'm a progressive Democrat, and a lot of the Democrats don't like me. Well, now I'm in, now I'm an anti, anti Democrat, because you screwed me, and I'm gonna vote Trump. Well, now I'm anti progressive because I think you're all insane, and also I'm anti GOP. Now I'm anti-pretty much Republican because they also are trying to stoke war with Russia at the same time the Democrats are. And I, I keep getting put further and further and further into this box where it's like, what are, like, how come no one, no one is like asking the questions that should be asked of like, why should we defend Ukraine further than what we've already done? Well, we can. We can send more... You know, 
money or whatever. We have troops all surrounding in the countries ready to go at a moment's notice. There are no shortage of missiles and satellite defenses and tanks that are ready to go. So, like, if a stray bullet from a Russian soldier strikes a man, a serviceman from any of those NATO countries that are in the area, which there are a lot of, we're flipping a switch. It's it could be on. We're so, flipping a switch. Last week we were wrong because we said I thought. It wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to be a full-scale invasion that would last like a really long time. And even though right now it's early stages for an I invasion, still don't necessarily think it is, by the way. It doesn't necessarily mean it will be. Correct. But it feels like Putin has his eyes on holding Kiev out until he can at least get his own regime in. So if that's what he's going to try and do, that could take a long time. And then he has the short and medium term. He could probably do this for, I don't know, months? He could probably do it for couple years. I don't no. know if he can do it for a couple years. No. I don't think the world holds out a couple years. If, it's, yeah, if this goes longer, point. that's why I don't think he has the long term, because if this turns into a NATO conflict, then he lost. But he loses if he goes back without that puppet regime in yes. Kiev. So that's the situation we're in. Unless he gets the concession from the United States that says... Ukraine is not going to be part of NATO, and Zelensky is not going to be protected by the United States, and you could essentially do what you want in the region. Uh, unless we say that, or he just does it by force right now, and it ends, I think this does turn into a conflict. Now, I don't know anything. What do I know? But from what I do know, and if I were looking at the situation and preparing my future based on economics or whatever... I would think about these things and say, oh, you know what? If this goes four months, then it probably means someone else is getting involved in it. Zelensky, what? Zelensky's running Kiev with a, with a militia? No, no. You, Russia still has 100,000 troops on the border. If anything, he topples the whole country, which was a whole other story. Like, this could go a million different ways. Yeah. Which is why no, which one is, knows, no one knows what's happening right now. Which is why, if I... If, that's if we true. have your ear, yeah. if we have your ear now, and you don't know what's going on, or you know, but you're, you know, you're a little confused maybe, all I suggest is don't just assume everything you see online is real. And I know that sounds really simple to say, like, oh, don't believe everything on the internet, but like... When there's a video of anything going on, and it's like, this Ukrainian man did this, or this Russian soldier did this. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just saying, don't paint, don't make that real in your head. You can take it and say, oh, that happened. But then if information comes along later that contradicts it, that's why. I think a lot of what you're going to see is there are good there are good journalists on the ground that are doing work, but it's not the the the, op, the operation that's really happening between both factions is a propaganda one. So yeah, on both sides, which is why there's not going to be much you're going to see that at its face is going to be a hundred percent reliable, especially when you consider what war zone reporting is anyway. So if you think that. 
if you think that you, if you think we even have an understanding of any war that we've ever even in, even have been in, then I think I, we're in the dark. We're in Plato's cave right now. So yeah, my whole point at from the, the reason why we started this podcast, the reason why we always talk politics, and the reason why I don't know, it's because we know the corruption in our country is so bad that the understanding of it is so limited that we need a complete overhaul of transparency at at its fundamentalist point. So right now the United States government that is one of shadows and rogue diplomacy has rogue diplomacy itself into a situation where they put two you know ad- historical adversaries at, into a regional conflict as we do all the time. And, yeah, like, the consequences could be a nuclear war. Which is why uh, it's frustrating for me being called, like, a pro-Putin sympathist. Because, like, I'm just like, I don't don't think we should do anything. Like, literally anything. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would, I would go a step further and say we should at least give the concession to Ukraine. But I don't, but I know that... That's a sentiment that people would get upset about. Like, I, I I feel for the Ukrainian people. I don't think what Putin is doing is right. But I, but I don't know say, what Putin is doing. We shouldn't... I would have said... But here's the thing. I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, right? So I would have said, we shouldn't have been sending Ukraine the, the billions of dollars in weapons that we But that's looking like all it's the working. time. But it looks like that foreign policy works. So, like, maybe the concession I should make to these people who are in the neoconservative, you know, insane party that have stoked war around i should say hey you're right your weapons and money that you give to these corrupt countries i guess can in fact save them if you provoke a nuclear armed superpower to invade them yeah so you were right thank you for your but, like, contribution but that's kind of like a like a a circle right like that's like a feedback <laughs> we're gonna give you weapons which is going to piss off the russians now the Russians are going to want to attack you. So therefore, we're going to give you more weapons. <laughs> which the Russians really aren't going to like. So they're coming. <laughs> but if we give you even more rockets, they, won't. they will come. But then you can fight them off with the rockets. <laughs> it's a fucking feedback loop, dude. But it makes everyone so much money. Well, that's, well, that's the biggest part of it. It's like... So it's a, it's a circle, right? It's give weapons, scare Russia, give more weapons because Russia's scared. Now you need more weapons because Russia... So it just keeps going. By. But off of this circle, there's these other, other circles. Things that are and it's like Hunter Biden, $250,000 a yes. month. Then it's like another circle. It's like... Oh, I wonder if we're being very loud. Mm. Um, then there's like another circle. And it's like, oh, Lockheed Martin gets a special deal with... The government and the government needs all these weapons because we're gonna sell them to Ukraine. Yeah. So it never ends. It's all about money. It's all about this bullshit. That and again, I think it's we're a- run by idiots. Yeah. Like that's what it is. I, I've really come off the whole. We're dealing with like an evil people that rule us. They're just fucking morons who want good. money. They're just yeah. So that's all I got. Hello there, listeners. This is Sal of the Brothers Ketchup. I'm coming to you with an advertisement for one of our sponsors. That would be me. I sponsor this podcast with all of the time I put into doing it. And also, my other sponsor, 
Me? Am I a sponsor? Yeah, you're a sponsor. I do sponsor this podcast. So we just want to say thank you to those sponsors, and uh, they say thank you for listening. They're great sponsors. Go support them. Yeah, go support them. All right, so we're back, and now we have a special guest. That's my baby. She's not going to speak. Does she do a good job grounding you after we get into the... Or does it make it almost worse, where you look at her and you're like... This is serious stuff going on. I have a baby. I have a little baby girl. She is the biggest distraction, which is good. I think that you hear that, Rose. You're a distraction. <laughs> but she's also like the biggest worry. Yeah. Like I feel bad that she's going to inherit this world, but I have hope that maybe it'll she, be her generation she, right, that's that, going to be able to tell. We you said something before when we were kind of riffing the little. And by uh, the way. I was emotional there, but I'm just... This is the first Listen, time... Listen, emotions are good. You should be emotional. This is the first time I'm getting to kind of put that into words, and I've been suing that, suing that all week. Yeah. That's why we do this podcast, because, like, who wants to pay for therapy? We can sit here and talk to each other... This is therapy. ...about important stuff. Um, Let me broadcast You were saying it. about how the younger generation doesn't even understand it or know it, and they just kind of are in it. And I saw a TikTok of this girl in the military, and I really am thankful for her service and i know there's probably a bunch like her of young girls who are very capable and doing impressive stuff in the military but she's probably 18 and she and at the end of her whatever the video was like pretty pro-ukraine not to say you can't be pro-ukraine but it just was like the narrative pro the narrative yeah and there's a lot of kids in her generation who are probably in there because like lol Fortnite, and it just feels like the good thing to do it, the, it does feel like the thing. The, it is, in a way, and like we need you. Yeah, of course. But they are so into the narrative. Like yeah. I know what they believe just based on what that well, video is. How many of them do you think understand the history of the Ukraine Russia conflict and I don't the think, rise of Putin, where he comes from, his feelings, why? Like, no, I, seriously. I, I don't even like framing it and say like understand. I just don't think that people have. They don't have the Western lens to look at themselves and say, how do we impact this situation? Yes. Like, what was our role? We're in not this bystanders. Conflict? Yeah. Did we well, like I not? said. Well, we believe it was unprovoked, according to our media. We didn't provoke Russia. Nothing well, we did was provocative. Listen, I'm going to make a chart that yes. I'm going to post, and it's going to be my feedback loop yeah. of weapons in Russia. But. So. No, I mean, I I do think it's kind of a double-edged sword, though, with that generation of... The the people who are, like, 18 years old right now and younger. Yeah. I don't think they know anything. But I also think there's an incredible amount of them who probably want to. Because they're going to... We, my people my age, got to watch it. We were in it. We were part of it. Yeah. Going, oh, I'm like you start to see the unraveling. The people who are younger that are just in it, they didn't vote. And in 2016, they might have been 14 years old. Yeah. They didn't know. What do they know about D Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton? You know? But now they're older and they're, they're growing up in a world that's freaking ridiculous with COVID, the wars, the, the authoritarianism. I really hope. Questions, something, something wakes them questions up. will start to be asked. Like, we got to do something about this. Well, maybe 
Maybe it won't happen. And it's not like we have all the answers on what you do about it, but no. I know the answer isn't ever voting for someone who's been a politician in this country for a long time. You can't do it. And that's why like, if it comes down to Donald Trump and Joe Biden, it's like, okay, well, I don't like Trump because he's racist. Like, there's nothing you could tell me that would ever lead me to believe that Joe Biden is less racist than Donald Trump. Nothing. There's absolutely way more evidence that Joe Biden is a way bigger racist than Donald Trump. All right, next argument. Well, Donald Trump's corrupt. Okay, well, there's nothing you could ever tell me that or show me in your entire... There's no evidence out there that would ever prove that Donald Trump is more corrupt than Joe Biden. Let alone the fact that jo- Donald Trump isn't politically corrupt. Donald Trump would be business corrupt in New York and he would be skirting these corrupt politicians who I want out. I want everyone arrested. Can I, but I don't even trust the FBI. I want the FBI arrested. I want the CIA arrested. I want all the police in the country arrested. Can I, How do you do it? You can't. It's can I just say? Yes. What has Joe Biden done? Nothing. For the the communities of the country. What has he done? Yeah. He's like, what impact? He's no, arrested no, no. a lot of adult males. Like, what about, like, uh... Does he have any... Did he put any, like, really nice buildings up? I think... That I, make things pretty? I think in uh, Delaware somewhere he's got a park. Okay. Because here's my point. I went and looked at wedding venues this weekend. Yep. I don't know if you know this about Virginia... There is a shit ton of wineries. Really? Like, crazy amount. And I'm driving home yesterday, six hours away, and I see the most beautiful building off in the distance. This giant winery. Oh, Quinn. <laughs> this giant winery, all their vineyards. Now it's wintertime, so there's no grapes, but you can still just see all the rows. It's pretty. And we coming around this corner on this, like, road and this is a beautiful sign really big black gold lettering and i'm like what is this winery and as i get closer i can start to read the sign trump vineyard trump has nice things <laughs> all over this country in this world and like that's got to count for something yeah people go to that winery and have a good time people go to his golf courses have a good time he the things he does he does well in terms of like that side of it yeah, I guess so. What is, mean, that? is that? Is that does that mean nothing? Like the people who hate Trump, that they would say it's all fake. What's fake about it? It's a real winery. He that puts exists. his name on it. He just sells his name to things. That's good business. I wish <laughs> I could sell my name. No one gives a shit about my name. Why do they? Why would? Why would people pay for your name? Yeah, I know. You can't just sell your name. Your name means nothing. You got to make it worth something. So, again, that means. I was just wanted to talk about the fact that I saw a Trump winery. So, I think we're good, right? Yeah, I got nothing else to say. I mean, listen, do you really want to hear from me about how this war started? No. Google for yourself how the color revolution in Ukraine went. Google about who funded the snipers or who trained the, the Nazis or who went over there and took photo ops with Nazis. Because it was both parties. It was both parties. So let's just forget it. We can go to Ukraine and go fight the Russians. It'll be fun. Follow Scott Horton. Read his <laughs> books. Read his website, antiwar.com. Let's do it. Uh, that's all I got. All right, man. We'll see you next week.
how many languages are wow here's a fun stat 7139 languages are spoken only 23 of them make up more than half of the world's population i mean i guess it makes sense all right how many languages but, but you know how many languages there are that only like 20 people speak a lot well then i don't think that should count it counts i don't think it should does that mean does that mean Klingon is technically one of those seven thousand one hundred and thirty nine? All right, how many languages are spoken in Ukraine? How much do you want to guess you were wrong by? Uh, well, hundred was just like an exaggeration of like a lot. So Sal claimed there were a hundred. Let's go like thirty five. Okay, you're not that far off. Twenty. I mean, there's literally two in the United States. And two's a stretch. It's really one. There are approximately 20 languages spoken in Ukraine. According to the 2001 census, 67% of the population speak Ukrainian. 30... Not for nothing, what do you think the second most spoken language? Russian. But then you have Tartar. It's a big one. They have, like, Chechnyan. They probably have... What language do they speak in Belarus? Belarusian? Language of Belarus. It's probably mostly Russian. Right? That's what I would guess. <coughs> All these places aren't real places. They're just, they're just, they're just Russia. Russia. <laughs> well, they say you shouldn't say... You shouldn't say that to them. You shouldn't say the Ukraine. You should just say Ukraine. They get pissed. But everyone says the Ukraine, which is just, you're basically saying, it's you're just a part of Russia. Russia. Yeah. yeah. It's a region of Russia. Look, that's how a Russian refers Yeah, so there is a language called Belarusian, or Belarusian. It's an East Slavic language of the Indo-European language family, and is one of the Slavic languages. Yeah. How many Slavic languages do you think there are? Uh, a lot. 17. Croatian has its own language. Which makes sense, because when I was there, they were speaking... But you know what? And I don't... I haven't been all over Europe. I've been to Ukraine, I've been to Spain, and I've been to Italy. What? And I've been to Italy. Yes. Italy and Spain, obviously, they're speaking Italian and Spanish, and there's a pretty decent amount of English when you go places. Most people know a little bit. When you go to Croatia, though... No one knows English. No. Everyone knows English. Interesting. Every single person I met in Croatia knew English, and, like, knew it really well. And then they all spoke Croatian too, but like you would even hear, like you would even pass by two Croatian people on the street and they'd just be just speaking, be speaking English. English, and you're like, "That's weird." Huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Belize is like that too. You go down to Where, Belize, like, just so many people speak English. They speak like French and Creole and all these like weird. Now, 
it could have been the place I but was in Croatia. Like, I was in, like, the two biggest touristy parts of Croatia. So maybe it's just in those regions. <laughs> I'm sure if you go into, like, more... Yeah, like the countryside or whatever. Th- they're not speaking English, but... Interesting. That's a fun little fact for oh, you. Oh, man, we gotta talk about this, dude. I saved this. This is why I get the newspaper, by the way. Because 90%, any newspaper you subscribe to, I get the Epic Times. What do you... Uh... But how do you pronounce that? Epic. You can say epoch, but I say epoch. Doesn't make a difference. Right? Okay. Um, but I get this. That's an alt-right newspaper. It is not an alt-right newspaper. They would probably call it that. I guess you're a Nazi. This is a newspaper that comes out of the Fulon Gong Chinese religious cult that escaped Communist Party China to the United States. Now they own a newspaper that comes out of New York. I think it's out of New York. But essentially, That's pretty cool, it's anti-communist party Chinese propaganda. But it's propaganda. It's you're, part of the New York Press Association. You're it's admitting... an actual newspaper. It, it's as much propaganda as New York Times or Washington okay. Post is. All right, so why, where do you, what's, what about it are you... But you get the newspaper because 95% of it is junk, but if you actually like, look through it, read the articles, you see things Sometimes you get things. something. This isn't something that I didn't know yet, but it was just something that... Seeing it in the newspaper and that it's going out. Could you make more noise with your newspaper? It's really interesting. I like making the noise. Unless people know that it's actually here. You know? I actually have it. Um, They had an article on uh, this man, Jesse Trentadu, and his brother was murdered back in the 90s by police. And his story is fascinating. Did you text me about this story? Why do I know about this? I posted on, about it this weekend. I mean, that's where I saw it. When I saw it, the article was in the newspaper. But it's an, it, this story goes <coughs> back a long time, and every few years you'll see, you'll see the story come up somewhere, and you won't know why. You'll get none of the interesting details. You'll only get a little of the story, but you'll be interested in that part of it, and then you'll forget it, and then you'll wonder why that was interesting to you. And The reason is... Uh, the story itself is one of absolute corruption and uh, it exposes a lot of the things that are happening today that we accuse people that we accuse the government of that is often branded as absolute conspiracy theory that could never possibly happen and anyone who believes that it could happen are, is a dangerous person well this man Jesse tries to do is living proof that it does happen and it has happened and even when it happens you still are the victim of being called uh, some sort of danger conspiracy theorist or whatever so truth is not what is prioritized in this country narrative is and if you are a truth teller in this country you are going to face criticism and you are going to have to go up against the absolute machine and this is a man oh. who's exposed the machine. It's about the Oklahoma City bomb. Partially. Hmm. Very interesting. So I encourage everyone. Jesse Trentado goes right up Do there you with ever... like the Ted Gundersons or um, uh, you want to say like the uh, Bohemian Groves, the Boys Town cover-up. The Larry King cover-up. Those are just names and things that if you Google, the simple facts of the surrounding reality of what happened is enough to make you realize the world that you live in. So if you know these types of stories and you have a decent enough grasp on the facts that surround them, no one should be able to shake your belief that the 
the corrupt powers that be run our governments and institutions, and there's no reason that you should trust our governments and institutions. No matter how much they tell you, you should or you have to, or the consequences of such disbelief. Interesting. Yeah, so... If you if you if you like those types of things, Ted Gunderson, Jesse tries to do read about what happened to him, what happened to his brother. Corbett has a really good uh, series on what happened to his brother. Jesse Trentadu. But sounds like a fake name. The scale of this type of of scandal, when you think about what the accusations are and what the government's denials are, and what it all means. It's horrific. It starts at just like, okay, his brother was murdered by cops, so that's pretty bad. And it ends with, did the government help facilitate and plan the Oklahoma City bombing? Like, when you get when you get through the onion and you tie it all the and you can tie see how it's tied together through this one man and what he says happened to his brother. That's all. His whole thing. He's not a conspiracy dude. He just wants the truth for who murdered his brother. Yes. And we should all want that for him. And if you understand how that ties into the Oklahoma City bombing, you'll then understand a lot more about the nature Let's of your go. world. Surprise, he's alive then. They're, listen to him tell his story because he's lucky he's alive. He's like dodged some shit. He's a, he's just, he just happened to be a really good lawyer. So because... He had a brother that died, and he happened to be a really good lawyer. He's been able to fight the government in a way that no one really gets to fight the government. Um, and yeah, and it's a powerfully sad story. Powerfully sad story. All right, I'll I'll check it out. Um, I'll send you the link to the. I'll tweet it out, but I'll send you the link to the. Um, this is obviously just our video. Pre slash post show. You love the noise. Yeah, no, I hate it. It drives me crazy. But that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> um, I want to talk about this idea I have, and yeah. it's not gonna fit into our main podcast because I know our main podcast is mostly gonna probably talk about Ukraine and Russia. But I figure I'll bring it up here. Yeah. I have this idea for baseball. Okay. To make it more exciting. Good. They play it? Instead of changing the game, instead of all this lockout bullshit, you just keep everything the same. Yep. For three years at a time. So for three years, you play a normal season. 162, you have a normal playoff. If you want to expand the playoff, I don't care, because it's actually not going to matter with my new idea. And then you play the World Series out. Whoever wins the World Series in those three years... Whether it's a team that does it more than once or if it's all three different teams, you get a special uh, reward in the next season. So the fourth season, the the year four of this, you do not play a normal baseball season. So you play the World Series every year for three years straight. Then the fourth year, you play the Super Series. Okay. The Super Series is an entire year-long tournament. What you do is you forget divisions. Divisions all of a sudden don't matter. And you get divided into bracket brackets randomly. Every year you're in different brackets. But the teams are the same. The Yankees are the Yankees, the Red Sox, whatever. You play a five-game series against every single team once. Now the regular season's got some, some oomph to it. Because you're playing these five-game series against a team you're only seeing this one time. 
Um, and that's how the seeding... So it's no eliminations from this first round of five-game series. And you start to get your seeding. The, the previous winners of the World Series get some bonus. I haven't thought about that yet. I don't know what their bonus will be. I don't know if they automatically get a higher seed. Like, they get to move up one seed automatically. Whatever it is. Then you have your seeding. And then you go into a... Uh, like a seven-game series March Madness-style tournament to find your your Super Series winner. Just changes the format. Every four years, you get something different. You should let amateur or college teams enter the tournament. Okay, I'm down. But then maybe I can't do... I was thinking about the five-game series against every team might be too much. Maybe if you get more teams, you just have to play the bracket. Whatever random bracket you get put into, that's where you do your round robin. And then from there, you're competing to win your bracket. And then, like, the bottom teams... Yeah, you're done. It should be like the Premier League, where you get... I agree. You get sent down. I no, hate... but not, you don't even need amateurs. Soccer's it should the... be any minor league baseball team in America. Could... Yeah. They should be doing their own tournaments. And the organizations, to and... And, to, and to make the benefit, now we're getting the younger... I love this. Because now you're getting the younger players who are complaining that they're they're not getting a shot, they're manipulating service time. Well, guess what? <laughs> you now play, you're playing. Yeah, you're, playing. you're playing. On the big stage. <laughs> and if you win, there should be incentives, for, there should for, be incentives for the organization. If you're an organization and your minor league team takes out an MLB team, guess what? We're giving that team, you get extra you get draft picks, you, you're getting, you get their stadium. Yeah. That team, you're it's, in the minors. You're the Tampa Bay Rays. Jacob DeGrom didn't get to pitch that day for the Mets, and he's out? Guess, yeah, what? guess what? Guess what, DeGrom? He's pitching you're in AAA. Sure, they'll call him right back up, but you're, you ain't, you're done. So, I don't know. I think it could work. And you that just do it. really funny. And then the next three years are just normal baseball. We should flesh this out in like a. We'll make like a YouTube video that's unrelated to this. this yeah. Stuff. I think it. I think it'd just be really fun because baseball sucks. But imagine if like. Imagine if the I don't know. Think of a good like the Hartford. The Whalers. Whaler. No, that's Are a they... hockey team. Oh, okay. But they they have like a Sea Dogs or something out there. If they just happen to beat the Pirates. Yeah, you never know. No, they don't even beat the Pirates directly. So the Pirates suck. And, and then they, for the next three years, guess what? You're just in the league. And you can stay there forever, as long as you're good. Yeah. I think it would just create... Listen. But I think it would be even better, not every, Not every major sport needs to just play a normal season with the postseason. You can do crazy shit like this. I think it would be even better, though, if what happened was... Let's say the minor league team beats the major league team. They stayed in their city, but the city got funding by the MLB <coughs> for, like... A major league stadium because then you'd end up with like major league teams and like really random. Like, yeah, the Blue Claws could be a major league team. And they should be. be they should have that option. Now, if you're the Phillies, right? Like, you get to choose. Are you? How many of your teams are you going to send? You're going to send the Phillies, obviously. You have to. You have to send your major league team. You, I might make a rule that you have to send your Triple A team, and then you get the choice of sending any more than that. You could send the whole organization if you want. It's going to be risky for you. But I think I think it would be better if we change the structure of how minor leagues worked okay. in this in this reality, because while the minor leagues shouldn't have any, they'd have to be independent from their MLB ownership. They can have the MLB. Well, they need to be affiliated for the for the players. Play, for the players. But but 
not the ownership the should ownership be different. of the organizations have to be different. So like, all right. Well, here's an idea. Then. You know what I'm saying? So like, the the pipeline, the player pipeline should be more like stop using abilities. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, stop using it. They're all professionals. Stop using it as a developmental league. as a developmental all pro league. leagues. Make them pro leagues. So the way soccer does it, there's the Premier League. Yeah. That would be your MLB. Yeah. But then there's Champions League. That should be AAA. Yeah. AAA should be a Champions League. And they play other. And guess what? If you have a stud in your system that isn't that you haven't called up. A team, an MLB team, can trade for that player just like they do now, but that player now has to play on your MLB team. Yes. They cannot go into your system. When yes. you trade for a prospect, your prospect needs to move up a rank. Yeah, I like that idea. That could be really cool. It would, and it would, out, it would also change how international free agency works. And it would change all It would of fix it. all these like slavery things we yeah. have to go Yeah, you just let everyone just play because they're <laughs> professional leagues. But, I mean... And then, I'd take it a step further... Because what's interesting about soccer, if you go down the rabbit hole, when I went, when I was a fan for like two weeks, and I, all they have leagues all the way down up to like a beer league that is technically part of like in theory they can win their way up to Premier League. Obviously, it's never gonna happen, but they could. <laughs> I want that to be an option. Yeah, like anyone could get together nine guys, and you can maybe one day I mean, make. If you're good in, enough, like you're not hey. gonna make it, but. <laughs> You can. If you're good enough to like get a contract to get yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. But I agree. I think that's the best way to do it. Turn these leagues into just pro leagues. Yeah. They Stop can operate making, on smaller scales. Like, they shouldn't be these developmental leagues that, like, they don't care about winning. Like, you but should... you think the Blue Claws couldn't... Now, a lot of these organizations can't sustain themselves. But a lot of them can. A lot of them can. The Blue Claws can. can. Yeah, 100% they can. Oh, if they had no affiliation with the Phillies, I bet you they'd still be fine. Yeah, 100%. Well, and, that, and the thing is, like, you, I really love what soccer does with the relegation the system. The Long Island, Guess what? Island Ducks are Guess what, Pirates? You're an embarrassment. Yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. You're going to AAA. Yeah, it's an embarrassment that Tampa can state itself. All right, the Mets AAA team last year won the, the whole thing. They are the AAA championships. Welcome to the big leagues. Yeah, you're in. You're in. And you go play in the city of Pittsburgh. But we wouldn't do it that way in this under this scenario. No, they would stay, they would stay in their... For three years. Yes, they would stay in their system. In their city. I guess every team should have the pre-qualifier tournament where they play everyone in their in their league a set amount of... Like, once. Just to seed. Well, again, this is why soccer's really cool. Soccer does, like, a cup where, like... In the middle of the year, they just stop playing their seasons, and all all these qualified teams from these different leagues get together and play a cup. A, a cup. That's what it has to be. Yeah. yeah, you got to do it like that. So all the qualified teams from each league, and then when you win the, the big when you win these things and do these things, you get all these different. Now you get exemptions for twelve years. You don't have to worry about relegation. Or you, yeah. it could be really cool because baseball needs something. You can't just keep doing this. And they should look at that as a model. Yes, you have it set up. You have the it's, lead. It's there, and you're the only. You're the only. Basketball's getting close with the, the G, G League, the G League and stuff. The NFL kind of could use it because they have the CFL. They're doing, they're doing but the XFL. But the hockey, NFL's officially hockey Hockey is probably actually the closest. I think hockey has a really good like farm system. But for the most part, the MLB obviously has the best infrastructure for it. Oh yeah, you have that. You have stadiums. You have In your teams. sport, people don't like your sport. No, 
this gets every gets gets your whole country involved because people already like supporting their minor league teams. And you can still call it the World Series. Yeah. Because at the end there'll be a seven game series between the two best teams. I like your response to this. I wasn't sure if you were gonna like my idea, but I'm glad we. As long as the game of baseball is the well, same. that's what I'm saying. They're trying to change the game. Stop trying to change the game. Let's change everything let's else. Change you, we change you, MLB. And the You're game, awful. the game stays the same. Yeah, let's go back to how we played the game a hundred years ago. Let's play the game. Like, I don't know. Pitchers I, and hitters. Oh, and I also want to. I really want to borrow from soccer the the trades that don't that aren't trades. They're like borrows. We're like, you're not good, but you have a player I really like. We're pretty good, and I think we could really use our player. So we're going to take him. And if things go well, maybe we'll keep him. But if not, we're going to return him back to you next year, and you get your great player back. But for now, we need him, so we're going to take him. I want that. And But what do you give the other team? I think the other team gets they get something. They get... Some so I don't know I don't know soccer that well but I know that happens you can borrow you can players just, I don't want you to just steal players from other teams well you have to consent it's not, you have to be like you can't just take them <laughs> but it's like a temporary trade it's like hey we're not we know we're not keeping him long term but he could really help us for the rest of this this year and we'll pay him and we'll pay him and we'll pay you <laughs> interesting something to think about all right all right cool. We'll have to get that idea to the, to the right people. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be very interesting. 